0: Now, as Catholics, we hear the word prophet a lot, but have you ever stopped to ask yourself what a prophet really is? What does it really mean to be a prophet? Most of us hear prophet, and we think, you know, someone who tells the future. And while it is true that there may be some sense of, um, you know, foreshadowing or visions of the future in prophecy, that's really not... Uh, what prophecy is all about. It's not even the primary function of prophecy or of a prophet. A prophet's job really is to speak God's truth to the world. And it is Almost always a truth that is not well received at the time. I mean, we see it in the major prophets of scripture in Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Uh, We see them being pursued. We see Jeremiah, for instance, martyred on the temple steps. It's not popular. And so we have today, we have Amos, who is a prophet, and he is confronted by the high priest. Uh, Amaziah, who says to him, get out of here. We don't want to hear what you have to say. And he says, you know, look, I, I, I wasn't a prophet. I'm not a member of, the, of a guild of prophets, right? And the guild of prophets, these were people who made their living prophesying. But they didn't really prophesy. They didn't really speak God's truth. They were false prophets. They said what people wanted to hear. They were yes men, as we would say today. Or maybe we would call them journalists. But... <laughs> But the point is they weren't interested in the real truth, they were interested in an agenda that kept them on good terms with the people around them. And a true prophet is not worried about that. So just as a prophet isn't about um, predicting the future, so they don't read the stars or tea leaves or palms, but they conform their hearts to God so they read the mind of God. Or rather, God reveals his mind to them. And then they bring that truth to the world. And it's a wonderful gift that God gives. And so, you know, we have a tendency to think, well, the days of prophecy are over because Jesus came and there's no more future to predict. But if prophecy is about more than just predicting the future, if prophecy is about speaking God's truth to the world, then there are still prophets in the world. And in fact, we're in a room full of them. Because each and every one of us is actually called to be a prophet. Not just me. I mean, I can't speak to everyone. I don't, I have neither the time nor the bandwidth to go out and bring God's truth to the world. Each and every one of us is called to be a prophet. St. Paul talks about that adoption that we received in God in that beautiful hymn that we heard in our second reading today. Uh, A hymn that I, as a priest and the deacon and those, anyone who does participate in the Divine Office, prays every Monday evening as part of Vespers. A reminder that God chose us in Christ before the world began to be holy and blameless in His sight. And then He sends us out into the world to proclaim the mighty works of Christ, just as Christ sends his apostles out to do the same thing. And he knows when he's sending them out that that everything they bring is not going to be popular. He tells them, if anyone will not hear what you have to say, shake the dust of that town off your feet, but don't turn your back on the gospel. And that's really the big challenge for us today as Catholic Christians, because I I have a question. It's kind of a challenging question for you. Why are you here? I mean, really, why do we come to Mass every Sunday and maybe even every weekday? Are we coming to Mass? I mean, I know some people who come to Mass because they love our Lord, they want to receive the Blessed Sacrament, Um, they have this very close personal relationship with Christ, but they're not really ready to bring that to the world. That's not good enough. Or I know people who are coming and they're on fire with Christ and they need that so that they can go out into the world and continue to be that prophetic voice. That's what God is calling all of us to be. But there are some people who come and they're like, well, you know, I'm just biding my time until the church wakes up and gets with the times and starts teaching what we all know should be true because after all, it's popular. That's not why we're here. The church is not going to change. If you're coming waiting for the church to change its teaching on marriage or on life or, or on the preferential option for the poor or welcoming the stranger or I could go on and on and on, you're wasting your time because it's not going to happen. Because God's truth is God's truth. And if, if the truth that we speak isn't popular, we're in good company. And so there are really there are a few reasons why we should be here. To expand our relationship with Christ absolutely so that our heart beats with Christ. And that as our heart beats with Christ, God begins to reveal His mind to us and we can go out in the world and share what we have heard. We're here because we're not there yet, and we need to be transformed. And we want God to to take His Word and the body body of our Lord in the sacrament and really transform us so that we can believe, so that our hearts can beat with God's. And so our desire should either be ready to go out and be prophets or to be made ready to go out and be prophets. But if we're here because we're checking a box or we're here because we're waiting for for the church to get with it, it isn't going to happen. And if we're not going to speak until people are ready to hear it, then we're never going to speak. And if we're more concerned about what people are going to think and what they are going to accuse us of doing, then we're wasting our time. I mean, when I was 17 years old, I stopped going because I thought I knew everything. Reminds me of the the great quote from Mark Twain, who said, When I was 16 years old, I left my house because my father was an idiot. And when I came back at 23, I was amazed at how much that man had learned in six years. (laughs) I left because I thought I knew everything. I returned because I realized I know nothing. And I'm still here because I kind of don't think anyone else knows anything either. And I'm hoping that I'll grow and that I'll be strengthened by Christ and that I'll be filled with the courage that it takes to go out into the world and proclaim the good news. And remember that everyone who did that, everyone who proclaimed salvation and redemption in the Old Testament from from Ezekiel to Isaiah to Jeremiah... To John the Baptist, to our Lord himself, did not come to a pleasant mortal end, but they came to an amazing eternal reward. So if we're not ready to unite ourselves with God and to live life with God here, what will ever make us ready to live life with Him for all eternity? If we're not ready to go out and share the good news that we have heard, to confront a world that says it's all wrong, and to tell them that no, it is the world that is wrong, then we're spinning our wheels. We're wasting our time. Now, I'm not trying to encourage anyone to stop coming to Mass. (laughs) Instead, I'm trying to encourage everyone to let God change your heart if you're not there yet. Because when I, after 22 years, finally realized that I didn't know everything and I returned, I still struggled with many of the things that the church teaches. And so I did two things. First, I prayed. God, help me to know and to understand those things that I do not and to accept those things that are still blocked in my heart. And then I studied and I learned what the church really teaches so that I could really express that to the world. I did it by reading cover to cover the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and you have to be dedicated to get through that. (laughs) But the beauty of it is, as we learn, we understand how all of these random things mesh together how all of these disparate topics make sense, and how the moral life is really the only life we want to live, because it is the only life that is abundantly joyful and completely fulfilling. And it is the only life that bears fruit. So wherever you are on that spectrum, from I'm here because if I don't come to Mass, my grandmother won't leave me a fortune in her will. <laughs> to I spend all of my days in ecstasy, and I have to pull myself away just to come to Mass so I can receive the Blessed Sacrament. Wherever you are, ask the Lord to continually transform you. None of us has this down. That's why we're called practicing Catholics. If we were good at it, we'd be expert Catholics. And none of us are there yet. But God wants to bring us there. If only we will let him.